Greetings and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. Podcast episodes also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia, and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on 93.9 FM. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. Again, that's PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. And today we're excited to be joined by Dr. Claude Lewis, a primary care provider with Riverside Medical Group, for a conversation about his recently published children's book, his journeys to Riverside from his native Haiti, the work he does to support his homeland, and much more. And with that, welcome to the program, Dr. Lewis. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Julian. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about my children's book and uh, all the things that we try to accomplish in Haiti. Well, we appreciate you being with us and, and making some time for us today. So to begin with, uh, as we mentioned, Dr. Lewis, you grew up in Haiti, and it was a small village, I gather, that was tucked in a mountainous region in the southeastern region of of the island. Um, You had pretty meager circumstances growing up, lacking basic utilities like running water and electricity, and your father died when you were just an infant. You've overcome those obstacles to ultimately attend medical school and become a, a physician with some inspiration from your deceased father, as I understand it. So if you would, can you just tell us about the path that took you from your beginnings to where you are today? today? So it started very early. Uh, I was four or five years old. My grandma was my uh, mentor, best friend, closest confidant at that time. I guess she was trying to shape me to be just like my dad. He passed away uh, when I was one month old, and that was uh, likely her beloved son. You know, it was very unfortunate the way he passed away. He was hit by lightning. He was struck by lightning. So uh, my grandma uh, and I, we grew up very close. And she would bring all the resemblance between myself and my and my father, physically, emotionally. And she's like, you you are just like Leon. And Leon was known in the community to be the guy that, you know, would help anybody. He had a positive level of education, but really he was a community leader. He was a healer. Uh, his, uh, everybody uh, that got sick went to him. So he earned the name of uh, uh, Dr. Leon. Mm-hmm. with a, a level of education. So I just was trying to be uh, just like my dad. Uh, it was amazing the way that they used to describe him. So I wanted to try to fit in his shoes. So that's why earlier on, I decided to pursue medicine. Now, where I come from in Kikwa, which is, uh, as you said, no electricity, no structure at all, dreaming to be a doctor, people could, would laugh at you. Because, I mean, people haven't seen a doctor all their lives. So to dream to be a doctor would be something crazy. But, uh, you know, I had my grandma and also I was studying hard, uh, making sure I gather uh, the grades that I needed. And then, you know, after elementary school, I did do well, uh, very well in all the districts. And so I was picked up by the missionaries to, to come to live with them so they could, you know, then they give me a little job. I could continue to go to high school because the closest high school to Kikwa, where I was born, was a three-hour walk. So uh, this missionary took me in and sent me to, uh, to their high school that they had at that time. So I left my parents early at the age of 12. I think hard work and uh, willingness to pursue my father's footsteps are the things that have brought me there. Do you wish you could focus on practicing medicine without all the distractions? Covaris is here to help. 
As a leader in medical professional liability insurance with more than 45 years experience, Coveris provides insurance protection with data-driven predictive modeling to help you mitigate the risk of claims. By combining insurance protection with risk analytic services, you can reduce distractions and focus on improving clinical, operational, and financial outcomes. Coveris is reinventing what you should expect from your medical professional liability provider. Find out all Coveris can offer you at Coveris.com. That's C-O-V-E-R-Y-S.com. Insurance products issued by Medical Professional Mutual Insurance Company and its insurance subsidiaries, Boston, Massachusetts. And that's a fascinating story. Uh, just so many interesting nuggets there. And the loss of your father being struck by lightning, the odds of that are, are pretty slim statistically from what I gather. Living in a small village and not having access to basic utilities, being raised by your grandmother, and then uh, connecting with, with missionaries uh, so you were able to pursue your education um, in a way that was more feasible than having to walk three hours to the high school. All of those are just fascinating details, so I appreciate you sharing that. And from what I understand, that background that we just talked about, it's pretty important context to have this discussion about the children's book that you recently published, Dr. Lewis. Its name is I'm All Grown Now, Papa, and it's somewhat autobiographical. It's a story of a young boy who grew up in rural Haiti without his father, addressing questions to his father in heaven. And you actually, from what I gather, Dr. Lewis, actually began your day uh, reading this book to uh, some kindergarten students. And this book is uh, sort of an allegory about the struggle of young people from impoverished nations to become educated, to achieve their dreams as you did. So I'm curious if you could just tell me a little bit more about the book and about your process of writing it and what lessons you hope it will impart to the people who read it. I started writing about two years ago talking about children's books, but I've always wanted to write my story. So I did write my adult autobiography, and I finished it maybe five years ago, but I felt like I needed a more or less experience maybe to add into it, so that's why I haven't published it. So two and a half years ago, my wife brought up the idea, why don't you just write some children's books? You know, you could start with your autobiography as a children autobiography, and we could use that to raise funds for the school project we have in Haiti in the clinic as well. So uh, that's where the, this wonderful idea came from. I never thought about writing children's books, even when I really like the fact that we are able to read books to the kids every night, things that I've never experienced growing up. My mother was uh, illiterate, still is, and uh, my grandma definitely didn't know how to read. So uh, it's for me, it's so amazing to be able to read so many books to them and they absorb everything and, and so on. So I'm like, well, children's books, they are really fun. And uh, I took her uh, advice and I started to write and I uh, I came up with um, I'll Go Now, Papa, which is pretty much children's version of my uh, autobiography. So this book and the other three, because we do have four books that are all ready to be published. I'm all going to pop. I just published last month, but we have next coming. It's when Kais met Toussaint. Toussaint is, uh, is one of the Haitian leading hero for, uh, during the war for independence. Mm -hmm. Uh, an amazing, uh, uh, leader that the world doesn't really know enough about. So we thought it was amazing, uh, right before Black History Month to bring Toussaint out in, uh, our conversation. And also, the Girl with the Golden Heart will be our third book. It will be published at the end of next year. And the last book uh, on this series will be 
uh, The Mountain Boy, which is a, a middle grade version of I'm All Good Now, Papa. So the books are written, uh, as I said, to uh, really raise funds for the project in Haiti because I don't like asking for donations, and my wife realized that was a problem. That's why she suggested that we wrote those books in order to use them uh, as uh, a vehicle of uh, funding. Uh, so 100% of all four of these books will be going to education programs in, in, in Kikwa, Haiti, uh, where we have a number of primary school uh, students, high school students that we sponsor. Uh, and also this year, 2021, uh, we will be having 15 university students all going to mostly education, but also we have a couple of nursing students and one medical student with an agreement with them to return to their community to service, to serve. So this is a huge project. Hopefully our expectations are not too high. Uh, I would like to dream big because I just want to make sure that we start this movement within Kikwa and we could spread outside of Kikwa and who knows eventually in the whole country about the importance of education, but starting from within, like the community itself investing uh, in its children. So that's the whole point of this book. And I would like to be able to bring with my books the resilience, the, the history, the beauty of the Haitian people, and hope that, uh, you know, we will spread more positivity while we also help children become world changers, world leaders. I would also like for, you know, kids in the U.S. to understand, uh, you know, the privileges that they have to be able to have an education, to be able to go to school, to be able to have meals in school that's not guaranteed. Because when I was a kid, I, go, I went to school sometimes hungry. And we, my brother and I, I was six years old when he was like nine, ten, And we were walking one hour each week to, to, to that little primary school that we displayed in the back of the, of the book, I'm all going now, Papa. So it's the story of struggle, and it's all really developed in the, the first book that I published in talking to my dad about how uh, life is, how tough it is, what we need to uh, do, and, and how uh, I'm trying my best to be like him, uh, a positive individual uh, with no real role model, but I uh, thank God I had my grandma and my mom. I don't want to take her out of the picture. My mom was amazing, but my grandma was the one that really had that kind of impact on me. And I want to uh, let uh, the, the story out because uh, I think it could help a lot of kids elevate. Well, it sounds like you've got big plans with a series of books. And then you just mentioned that all proceeds from the sale of this book, which is available from most major online retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, places like that, are going to support educational programs in your homeland. And that's through the nonprofit organization Words in Action Haiti that I believe you founded, Dr. Lewis, some years ago. So uh, if people want to learn more about uh, this nonprofit organization um, and the work that it does, uh, or even to donate, is there a website or an online address or resources that you would direct them to to find out more information? Yes, we do have a website. It's called Words in Action Haiti. It's www.wiahaiti.org. It's W-I-A-H-A-I-T-I.org, where we update sometimes. Our Facebook page, Words in Action Haiti, is usually the most up-to-date because uh, we update it every once in a while. But that website is uh, legit and is safe to receive donations. And so everybody that wants to donate could go to uh, uh, Words in Action Haiti website and, and do so. 
All right. Well, we appreciate you sharing that. And now that we've tackled some of the formal stuff that we wanted to cover with you today, Dr. Lewis, we do have a few other personal questions to give our listeners a bit of a sense of who you are beyond uh, the work that you do, both your clinical work and obviously uh, your philanthropic work. The first, sir, is in the imaginary scenario where you could anticipate your final day on Earth, what would your last meal be? <laughs> okay, that's easy, though. Haitian etouffee. It's this vegetable stew with seasoning, either with crabs. I don't like pork, but sometimes they do it with pork. Man, I'll eat it, even when it's pork. They usually cook it for like, I don't know. My wife was trying to do it, and she said, well, I should do this because it takes five hours because there was a Haitian family that was trying to teach her how to do it. And it was, she's like, oh, that's too long. So it's overcooked, and it's, it's called Haitian etouffee. I think they have it in Louisiana. Uh, but I tried that. It's not the same thing. So my mom would do that. My, my mom would have to prepare my Haitian etouffee and put a little bit of white rice uh, on the side or some rice and beans. And probably for dessert, a slice of the sweetest mango on earth. That would be my, my favorite meal. Sounds good. I've had etouffee before, and and to your point about ripe mangoes, when you get that perfect mango that's juicy and it's sweet, but it tastes like a little bit like mint, it it perhaps is the best fruit out there. So I will agree with you there. Uh, And then finally, sir, uh, to close us out, one final question. If you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? Oh, if I caught an island, first of all, I, I'd be running. Uh, uh, I'm a long-distance runner, mm-hmm. so I, I try to entertain myself doing that. For books, oh, man, The Tiger House Rule, John Irvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read it a long time ago. I would like to reread it. I came as a physician to the abandoned children and unhappily pregnant women. Good night, you princes of Maine, you kings of New England. Why does Dr. Lutch say that every night? Does it because we like it? I have a lot of books. The Tennis Partner, Abraham Verghese. It's about entertaining in, in the answer in, in the story. It's, it's actually an autobiography thing, and it, it was amazing, too. So one of those two books. Okay, and then one album and one movie. Oh, uh, well, you know what? Because I'm from Haiti, I need to be in a Haitian book, right? A friend of mine from... Medical school, she writes novels, and one of her novels called La Malédiction de Beaufort, it's written in French. It, it's a classic. So that would probably be one, one Haitian book that I would, I would have to have on my pile. Favorite movie, The Great Debater. The Great Debaters with Denzel Washington mm-hmm. and, uh, Forrest Whitaker. That's, that's, that's my all-time favorite. I am the darker brother. I too am American. I want you to try out for the debate team. You sure you want somebody like me? No. That's why you're trying out. Gentlemen and lady, debate is combat, but your weapons are words. Okay, and then one album. We talk about this this album. Uh, Okay, that's a little bit different because it will be Haitian. Uh, But the the good thing is that they, they they sing in English too. So I was growing up when I was a teenager. I was a big fan of a, a group uh, of six guys called Original Rap Staff. Uh, they sing in English, French, and Creole. And my favorite, uh, I can remember my favorite artist, uh, his name was Money Honey Mike. 
and he could he could he could sing in English and French and Creole alike. And uh that would be my favorite group. And the song, if I were to pick it up for song, there's a song called My Mistake it's in French and English. Mm-hmm. It's really good. That that would have been my best one. Not my my favorite one. Okay. Well, listen, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us today and telling us about your new book, I'm All Grown Now, Papa, and about Words in Action Haiti, and about all the important work that you're doing out there. And with that, that is going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And we want to once again thank our guest, Dr. Claude Lewis, a primary care provider with Riverside Medical Group, for being with us today. So thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Julian. Have a good one.